This is the Plan Simple Podcast. The one for you, my dear, the woman who wears so many hats. We both know how many people in your life benefit when you're at your best. What would happen if you were to ditch overwhelm and wear all those hats with ease? I'm going to share how simple this can be. We will dive into how to make health, family, home, spirituality, productivity, and entrepreneurship more easeful. Incredible friends and guests will come by for inspirational conversations, valuable shares, and real strategies so you can plan for your best life. My name is Mia Moran. I'm a mother of three, a wife, an entrepreneur, a coach, and your host. I wear a lot of hats, and I am committed to leading a balanced life and sharing all that I have learned and am learning with you. You're ready? Let's flow. Hey, welcome to this episode of the Plan Simple Podcast. I'm really excited today to talk about moons, to talk about the moon, our moon, and particularly when it's full. And this is a topic I don't think. I have personally talked about. I've definitely interviewed some amazing humans about it, including the person who initially inspired me or really taught me a lot of what I have come to understand, which is Ezzy Spencer. So we'll link that up in the show notes. But I wanted to record this episode today. First of all, there are two full moons in the month of August. So I thought that that would be kind of fun. And because I'm trying to slowly take you through a lot of the things that I think can really impact how you think about planning and how you're showing up to your decisions. And remember, all planning is, is deciding in advance. So another thing about planning is that I think traditionally, especially if you're someone who doesn't love planning, or if you're feeling like your schedule always feels so full, we kind of come at it like, we're filling up all our time, you know, like we're filling it in with all these boxes. And for many of us, that starts off with all these boxes that are created by other people, like our work and our kids' schedules. And, you know, when the gym says there's a yoga class and all these things, right? So we're putting all these things, we're putting together this puzzle that's our life. And one of the reasons that I became somewhat obsessed with the moon, even though I don't always talk about it, is because it became a way for me to start tracking my energy instead of always making choices based on what everyone around me wanted and start to shift into making spaces from my energy. But before I could do that, I really had to understand my energy and the moon became this marker. And I'll tell you more about that in a second. But the second I started really tracking my energy and understanding my energy and making choices from there, I could like shift out of this every day is the same hustle mentality that I kept learning things in a way that fit into this. Like, you know, it's like the morning routine, you should do these four things, you know, in the evening, you should do this for work, you should do this. And every day just kept being the same. And it's not our fault. This is how we were taught. This is a masculine model. And the truth is, is that men actually do reset every day. So women, we reset every 29 days, men actually reset every day. And so starting to understand this started to make a huge impact on what I chose to do. 
And it's been really, really cool, like really cool. So I started to notice that, first of all, when my energy was shifting, it wasn't random and that there were these consistent patterns. They just weren't happening every day. So it was, you know, I started to really figure this out when I was trying to figure out, am I more productive in the morning or the afternoon? Or, you know, how can I get work done when the kids are in school? Like I started just feeling really frustrated that nothing was working. And even though I was creating blocks of time where I could work or prep food, I just wasn't doing it or it always felt hard. (laughs) And so this practice started to really shift that because as I started to track my energy and really track how I was feeling on certain days. And the reason that I started mapping it to the moon is because it just took me out of like, what day of the week is it? What month is it? What date is it? And it took me just into another, I think more like natural element that I didn't have an attachment to, right? So I wasn't making meaning about things I thought I already understood. And so I just started tracking this stuff and I started realizing like, yeah, there are days when I'm tired and there are days when I have so much energy as well. And there are days when I feel like it's really easy to focus. And there are days when I feel distracted, but weirdly creative. And there's other days when I feel super connected to other people and days when I just literally want to crawl up in a ball and hide under my bed. (laughs) And I realize like, mostly around the more like negative, the ones we've gotten negative messaging around, like how my low, my tired days, the days I didn't really want to see people, the days that I felt really unfocused, I started to realize that how much I was making that mean that it was bad. So as I started to track my energy, and I did this for a few moon cycles or months, I started to realize that like, there was logic to it. There were certain days I were tired and they seemed to repeat themselves. And if I mapped them to the moon, I could start to understand when. And then I started to really appreciate all the different ways I was, all the different feelings I had, all my different energies. And I started to see that like on those tired, I want to crawl up in a ball under my bed days, like my creativity was so high. That's when I thought of all my best ideas. If I had created a day where I actually could curl up in a ball and have no energy, right? Because before I was filling all the days with whatever. And yes, I would have down days and work days, but I wasn't necessarily corresponding to them. I was going by our normal models of like, this is when the kids are in school. This is a weekday. This is the weekend, right? And I wasn't really paying attention to me and to my body. So it became this amazing way where I could really plan in a much more natural flow because I understood my flow and I could make way more informed decisions and everything felt less overwhelming because I was tapping into my natural self. And it has been so, so powerful. And I've noticed as clients have done it, and I've heard back from people in this community, that it's really helped to inform all sorts of things like healthier sleep routines, right? Because then we get less frustrated on days when that's harder, days when that's easier, food habits, because I also part of the tracking was my cravings, right? And also like how to not be stressed, because by doing this tracking, 
I was able to really see the natural patterns and there was nothing to stress about even. So if I really got clear on my own patterns and my own energy, it really helped me with my own stress management techniques. And as you know about planning, I'm sure you've heard me say this before, unless you're brand new. And in that case, welcome. Part of the advantage of how we plan around here is that we're really thinking about how to make choices in advance and from unstressed, calm, excited energy. So like the first pieces of the planning process are around getting to that state. So if I'm having, you know, a low, unexcited day, that's probably not my day to plan the next six months, right? Does that make sense? So the self-awareness just really started to shift things. So after I started to become aware and started to like put this in practice, then I became obsessed with, I realized there was a lot of people around me who knew more than this. That's when I read Ezzie Spencer's book, who's been on the podcast. It's when I started to become really listen and become good friends with Julie Hannon, who's now our resident shaman in Flow 365. And She knows so much about the moon and its cycles. And so I was always asking her tons of questions, as well as my good friend, Sarah Jenks, who's also been on the podcast. And with both Julie and Sarah, I just had this opportunity to also be in circles that around fires and around with other women. And it was just like a beautiful way to honor my natural rhythm. And so I always was thinking, because again, what we do around here is try to help us sort of, is that the right word? Uncondition, decondition ourselves from like all the ways that we interact with time. And this was one of the most powerful ways that personally, I was able to really start to reconsider how time worked and how I could start to use time in a different way to get results that I wanted with more ease. So it was like I was moving toward the same thing, but with more ease. And it helped me start to give myself more grace and shift things. So like, I'm still a big believer in a morning routine and starting your day off getting centered before you like jump on your phone or jump into work. And that looks different for me on different days, because when I have low energy, I'm not going to go like run a mile. I don't know that I'm ever going to go run a mile, but on a high energy day, that would be a highly more probable, right? And so on a low energy day, I might spend less time. I might spend more time in meditation and less time in active. I might do more restorative yoga. Whereas like on a high energy day, I want to get out. I want to walk. And there's some days it just isn't in my best interest to push myself to do more than what my energy is really calling for. And the moon has helped me so much with that, so much. So each part of the moon cycle has an energy. And what I want to be really clear is that I want, like, we don't only need to know the cycles of the moon. I'm going to tell you like two pieces that I've loved playing with, but we don't only need to know the cycles of the moon. We also need to know what it means for us. And each of us, it's a little bit different. So that's why my tracking exercise was so important to me. And it's actually, if you go to the show notes, there is a way for you to spend time tracking for the next 12 weeks and really get clear on how you interact with the moon cycle. So that's really important. Okay. Cause I'm going to go into some pieces like that have really helped me understand. So each part of the moon cycle has an energy. And again, There's some like more generic ways that you might find that people talk about that, but I want you to be clear about your way. Okay. So something that's really nice about during the new moon phase is that it's a great time for intention settings. So I often start my 90 day seasons on a new moon 
And in Flow 365, actually, often we plan our retreats to fall near the new moon if we can, because that is such a great time for setting new intentions and planting new seeds. My friend Sarah Jenks said, intentions set on a new moon will be blessed and held into reality. I love that. So full moons, which actually this is going live on a full moon. And again, we have two full moons in August, which is so cool. So it's great that this episode is going live now. But full moons are a time to manifest and release. So we can use the full moon as a symbolic time for self-reflection, for manifesting, and for releasing, right? And using the moons in this way can just be a really powerful way to practice personal growth and self-awareness and really leaning into our most genuine and authentic lives. So here are a few ideas for how you can use the full moon, okay? So you could create a full moon ritual. You could establish a personal ritual that resonates with you. It might involve meditation, lighting candles, maybe performing a simple ceremony with some of the things that I'm going to share below, like in a minute, or you could go spend time in nature and like literally connect with the moon, right? Like just be out there looking at it. If you look at the moon for long enough, it's like, there's just so much wonder and awe that just comes right through us, right? And centers us. So the important thing is to make it meaningful to you and to make it consistent so that you're getting that feedback from the natural world of like the cycle, right? It's, oh, it's a full moon. Oh yes. Now it's another one. Now it's another one. And you're starting to see the rhythm of that. Another thing you could do is set aside time on the full moon for reflection. So this could be part of a ritual. So it could be as it approaches, as you're coming out of the full moon, just during the day of the full moon, setting aside some time for just quiet self-reflection. And you can reflect on you know, the whole past month since the last full moon. You could also just reflect on the last two weeks since you set intentions on the new moon and just acknowledge, acknowledge and celebrate your achievements and acknowledge where maybe you need to make some little improvements and tweaks to really be leaning into your best self, your best life. So again, it's a way to create a cadence of self-reflection. Another thing about the full moon is that it's a time to release. So like that's just what it's traditionally associated with this idea of release. So you could create a practice, part of that ritual or not, of just letting go during the full moon and taking an opportunity to release negative thoughts, negative habits, situations that are holding you back from a better life, and just writing down what you want to let go of. And then you could tear up that piece of paper, you could recycle it, you could put it in a fire, any of those things and just really symbolically release. I'm a big fan of journaling. And so you could literally, you know, I have this download for you that's you tracking all the different days. But if that feels like too much, you could just make a practice of showing up to your full moon journal and journaling then in a reflective way so that you can really start to identify and clarify patterns. Another thing you can do on the full moon is set positive intentions. So after you release the old, the stuff that's not serving you, you can focus on setting a positive intention for the month ahead or for the cycle ahead and think about what you want, how you wanna grow, 
right? What changes you're wanting to make and write down your intentions in a positive and in the present tense. That's important about positive intentions. Okay. Another thing you could do is visualize your goals. You know, I love this one. So during your full moon ritual, if you decide to do that, you take some time to visualize yourself in your best life. So you're just closing your eyes and you see yourself achieving your goals and feeling fulfilled. You visualize all that you see in the future. And this can really help align your subconscious mind with your intentions. So, and the full moon is simply a reminder to do this on a regular basis. You can practice gratitude. So you could express gratitude for the positive aspects of your life. We know what an impact gratitude can have. So it can shift your focus from what's lacking and it can shift it to really a more positive mindset. And that has a ripple effect, a snowball effect on other things. You can use the full moon to take inspired action, right? So yes, the full moon is a time for reflection and setting intentions, but action is pretty crucial for creating a better life. You can't like, we wish we could just sit under the moon, but we have days where we are just meant to sit under the moon. And then at some point, there's a moment where we take action. We take small steps that align us to our intentions. So full moon can be good planning energy. So you could plan what inspired action is. You can just decide one step. And then the last thing I want to say about the full moon or any moon that you decide that you want to align with is stay consistent. Like, again, part of the reason that we are aligning with the moon is it helps us create a consistent practice. We look up, it's full, and we make that practice a consistent part of our life, right? And it's a more, I don't want to say natural, it is more natural than staring at our computer, but it's like a, it's nature's way of reminding us of our natural rhythm. So I really, really, really didn't start to understand the effect. Like I started being obsessed with the moon much longer before I tracked myself against like with the moon. And so I can't tell you enough how much I recommend that process of tracking. It doesn't have to take much time every day. It is a prolonged practice, obviously, but we have this printout for you. You could put it in like a clipboard, put it on your desk and just, or by your bedside table. And every night before you go to bed, you can just jot it down. If you don't want to download our download, absolutely fine. Maybe you have a journal or a notebook. Here's some things that you could consider tracking, all right? Your period, if you still get it. So noticing how it relates to the moon cycle. You can note feelings like you're cold or you're particularly warm and see if those have patterns throughout your cycles. You can note if you're feeling particularly social or not. When your energy is contagious, And sometimes when our energy is contagious for all you entrepreneurs, you could sell anything. See if there's a pattern to that. Maybe there's days where you just wish you could stay in bed. There's other days when ideas just keep flowing, where you feel uncomfortable in your body, like you're just coming out of your skin. You feel like you're eating everything in your kitchen. You feel super connected to your partner or you just wish you could be alone. That might be different feelings on different days. (laughs) You need some serious self-care, like you just don't even feel like you could get enough or you feel really taken care of. There might be a day you can track when you feel naturally productive. You can also, another thing that comes up for a lot of people is when you want to like declutter or clean, like when that comes on, notice if that is tapped into your cycle. All right. So you can do this on paper. You can do this with the journal. 
But point is, do it. It's so powerful, so powerful. And it will really help you tap into your innate feminine energy and start making plans from the inside out. It's a tool to help you make plans from the inside out, like a very grounded nature-based tool. So I can't wait to hear how this goes. I want to hear all about it. And I will see you soon on the next episode of the Plan Simple Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you know a woman who wants a little more simple and a lot more flow, share this episode and send them over to the Plan Simple website to download our free course. And if you can find a five minute window today between meetings in the carpool line while you're eating your lunch, head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. This one action plays such a big part in helping other women find us. And I have so much gratitude for you in advance. So thank you so much. Until next week, dream big, plan from your heart and have a great day.